1: be alright.
2: <laughs> yes, Sammy. Yeah, that's Kempy singing along. there. are welcome. It's running it straight. A very special edition here. Live from Three Wise Birds Portside Bar in Napier ahead of a big game tomorrow evening at McLean Park between the One New Zealand Warriors and the Brisbane Broncos, the depleted Brisbane Broncos as well. We have got a lot to come between now and 5 o'clock. We'll talk you through it very, very shortly. But firstly, Kempy, we have to mention uh, the venue that we're currently sitting in Three Wise Birds Portside Bar here. we got got... Uh, Charlie and Jack, who have put us up, and uh, I actually got the tour earlier this afternoon. Uh, not only do you have a beautiful bar area here with your TVs, your memorabilia, a great place to watch sport, but if you just sort of hook round to the right there, you've got your pool room, your dart room, a couple of pool tables mixed in amongst matched. It is, it is a sports lover's dream. It th- is the
3: sports park. bar of the Hawks Bay, and I don't, I don't know if there's ever one other sports bar that looks as good as the three. Wise Bird with Jack and Charlie that have actually put this on for us today. And, uh, of course, right next door, and, we, and this is how good it is, right next door, that's where the Warriors are staying. Yep. You know yep. what I mean? So you've got all the Warriors staff they here actually, at the moment. It's Mate, what a, what a day. They
2: actually um, they found out we were broadcasting and decided they would they would just put up the boys next door just to make it nice and easy for us. So uh, lots come between now and 5 o'clock. You can text, of course, at any point. Uh, double eight, double three. We'd love to get your thoughts. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. If you want to jump on the phones, most importantly, if you're in Napier you're driving around having a listen, just stop on by. Come grab a drink. There are a few of the Warriors guys here. Uh, we actually have Campo, Kevin Campion, who's getting a beer right now. He's actually going to jump on very, very shortly. Gordon Tallis, the former Broncos and Queensland legend, he's going to jump on the line as well as Brent Tate. Of course, he played for both teams uh, in the centre position and Queensland as well. And then uh, after, three, after 4 o'clock, I should say, uh, we're going to get to Owen Guttenbeil. Plenty of interaction as well. We're going to run quiz segments. We're also looking for the top five Warriors-Broncos moments in history, uh, and we're also going to pick up on a question that Charlie asked us on Wednesday, one of the texters on 8883. Uh, he wants us to pick our 17 in the NRL based on form as it stands. So uh, me and Kempi are going to do that throughout uh, the show as well between now and 5 o'clock. Uh, so text through your, your memories of Broncos Warriors, what your favourite memory has been over the years. Uh, it took us a good long while to beat them for the first time Kempi that might be up there on some people's list. Uh, there are plenty of other uh, monumental moments as well and let us know how you think about the game tomorrow night. Of course uh, we're building up towards that at McLean Park. We will have build up tomorrow before our live commentary but let us know what you're thinking. Luke Metcalf he gets his debut in the halves for the Warriors. Uh, the Broncos without a lot of uh, frontline men and you know. Kempy, I love a stat and I was going through all my stats last night and it's funny because the stats almost go out the window when you don't have Payne Haas, no. Reece Walsh, Paddy Harrigan right. all, all the punch in the middle, all of the spark of the back line goes out the window when those guys aren't there.
3: Yeah, that's exactly right. And they have got five of the origin players out, but look, I don't think that we take any of that into account when we got a team that's coming off a of bye, they really know how important this game is tomorrow night against a Brisbane Broncos side. And in the, in the past, you've seen the baby Broncos actually come out and do what teams probably didn't think they could do, which was come out and win. Mm. Um, and uh, that's, that's a real concern for me is that hopefully the Warrior boys, they know that this game is really important. They've got an opportunity to actually go and get two points. And that they they dominate right from the beginning of the game. Adam Reynolds is going to play a big part in the game. Don't get me wrong, there, Sammy. Yeah, you know he's still you've got Adam Reynolds on a side. He's still going to lead them around the pitches. Kicking game is second to none. Um, and and Sean Johnson's kicking game this year has been at the top of the game. So uh, all in all, coming down to the Hawks Bay today, seeing what we've got on here, we've just had Richie Barnett walking to the to the bar as well. It's full of people here that actually have come down and want to support Hawks Bay. Um, of course, with all that that. Uh, trauma that has happened down here through the floods yep. um, and we've got this this uh, opportunity to bring the Broncos who are sitting top of the table along with the Warriors who are sitting right next to only two points out of the top four um, mate why wouldn't you be excited about coming to Hawk's Bay
2: and I'll tell you what Kempi you uh, you got booked on the private jet uh, to come down <laughs> solo I got put in the car and the rental but I'm actually am really glad I did it Kempe and I'll tell you why I was taking the staff just before 3 o'clock had to drive through the Esk Valley and just seeing the damage and destruction of that region, live up close as opposed to in, on t- yeah. it, it's it all nearly brings a tear to your eye. It's sort of that the, the region has been that devastated. There are there are trees everywhere. There is silt about a meter high. There are houses completely destroyed, uh, bridges washed away, wineries gone, and you realise that you know. The, the timing of the game almost couldn't be more perfect. It's a break for the region. It's a chance to come together uh, and support a team. It's a sellout tomorrow night and support a team that's flying high and doing a fantastic job. So, uh, look, really looking forward to it. It's going to be an absolute cra- And it's a cracker at the moment out in Asia. Uh, it's I mean, cracker, it's a sunny a day. day.
3: Yeah, and I, I had a mate, as soon as I jumped off the plane, phoned me, um, Josh, he's running a I Am Hope day on the back of this uh, Warriors game with a with a um, segment tomorrow at one of the gyms there, put, putting on a, a fitness... Um, uh, I Am Hope program, uh, so big shout-out to Josh, who's doing that as well. But, yeah, the weather's been put, like, everything is lining up. And talking about you driving down, I'll tell you what, from the air, and I got told this, um, Craig Innes was at the airport, um, famous All Black, and yep. me and him played together uh, a number of times at, at Leeds, and I'm talking to Posty on on the way down, and he said, mate, wait till you see it from the sky. And I, what I can what I can say, if I can explain, if anyone who doesn't, uh, doesn't, hasn't flown into the Hawke's Bay um, recently is it's like a scatter bomb attack on on our hills. They've just there's just so much devastation out there and uh, you know I can I can really sort of understand what they were going through at the moment when you come in you come down and you view it first up. But you know, this is all about celebrating the Warriors and the Broncos coming to town. Obviously running it straight today is, is about giving our listeners a chance to listen to some iconic figures. Uh, Kevin Campion great to catch up with him, he's uh, he's also, keep an eye out for that because on our podcast tomorrow me and Swinks are going to be doing a, an hour session with him here yeah, um, at Three Little Birds to, to put on our podcast channel, uh, talk like fly on the wall stuff about uh, things that, except football and uh, of course you've got you know the greats like Owen, uh, Owen Gutenberg, Monty Beetham, Richie Barnett uh, and the Mad Butcher who made sure he made himself <laughs> known when I got in, uh, got into the airport there's, there's a lot of people down here that's come to support so Mate, it's shaping up, Sammy. Like, I, don't, I, I just hate to, to say it. One of the biggest problems we, we probably have to um, talk about is is the preparation being good enough. You know what I mean? Where do they go to? You, you can't write off a Broncos side every time around Origin. Mm. Probably, although they lose a lot of players... Probably, probably the only team through Origin time that knows how to handle Origin, and that's the question I want to I want to ask Kempo.
2: Yeah, it's a great question, and well, you can ask some of the you can ask Gordy as and uh, and Brent Tate as well because they obviously took off to Origin. How how do they feel their sides handled when they were away? Here's a bit of a trivia for you, uh, Kempe. I was studying up last night. How many times do you think the Warriors have played the Broncos in an in an Origin period where they've lost players because of Origin, as opposed to like backing up or resting guys?
3: Oh, not many. No? No, not many. Like, uh, I've been involved in a few, um, and we had the Broncos full side. um, I tell you, it's two. I was going to say. I only ever
2: played them twice when they haven't had their full strength uh, side because of an origin. How have we gone? 56-18 56-18 back in 2013, you might remember that one, the largest ever win from yep. the Warriors over the Broncos at Suncorp. The other one was in 2017 where we got a win against them as well. So two wins in those periods which shows that the Warriors, do, and we know that the Warriors do respond well during the origin period because you know we don't lose anyone. So um, look, it's going to be very, very interesting. Uh, Gordon Tallis, are uh, we going to get him on the line very, very shortly? So what we're going to do is going to take a break here. Keep your te- texts coming in on double uh, already seen a couple of memories of uh, Warriors Broncos games gone by. Keep those coming in. But we will take a short break here, and hopefully uh, we'll have the legend, former Queensland and uh, Broncos prop Gordon Tallis on the line after this. Kempi, Kempi, I can't think of anything better than combining one of the greatest moments of origin, Gordon Tallis, lassoing the man across the touchline with Rabs Warren with some drum and bass. I mean, (laughs) someone's done some brilliant work there. I don't know who it is. Maybe it was you and your part-time job.
3: I'll tell you you what, Gordy would love it too because he's been in New Zealand enough time listening to our drum and bass. and. Uh, he'd be listening to that thinking what's going on with these blokes down in New Zealand Well
2: let's bring him in shall we Uh, Gordon Tallis, of course uh, the former Brisbane Broncos legend, the former Queensland legend as well, he's now with Fox Sports he's kindly given us a few minutes of his time on the line now, Gordy welcome in
4: Hey guys, how you going?
2: Very well mate, you you ever heard that little remix
4: there featuring Ray Warren and yourself? Yeah someone made it up I think Maybe beginning of last year, and it sort of was hitting the, uh, hitting the airwaves over here. And uh, it's got a few other names. I think there's a Danny Badiris moment and a few others. But <laughs> uh, that sued by Talos <laughs> is sort of the chorus, which... Um, well, do you know what? Uh, it's funny, because um, you can walk into a pub now, and all those young 19-year-olds that had no idea who I was, that, wasn't, that weren't even born when I was playing... Um, Sort of know who I am now because I had to Google who Tallis was.
2: So, yeah, who, who would have thought that went so well with a with a you know a drum and bass beat in the background? It's uh, it's great to have you on, Gordy, mate. We we're here in Napier, Um there's a lot of excitement building for uh, for tomorrow evening, of course, uh, the Warriors v Broncos. And throughout the show, we're actually asking uh, the listeners to send in their best memories of uh, of Warriors Broncos oh, no, no. matches and times gone by. And I'm not going to ask you to. It's pick has got to be number one. one.
4: It's got to be number one. Game? It's got to be the first the ever first game. game. Yeah, absolutely. Blakey and all the boys from, you know, like like having New Zealand join the rugby league, they run out. I think it was DB Bitter on the front of their jersey. Um, that was huge. I think that's a great moment. And, you know, moving forward, and they've played in a couple of grand finals. They haven't won one yet. But the pathways of rugby league, you know, they didn't have to come and move over here like Olsen Filipana did to go play for the Bulldogs. You know, they can stay at... Stay at home and represent their people, their culture, and their fans. And um, I'd have to say the first ever game—that's one. That's the one that sticks yeah. out in my mind. And um, the other one, obviously, you know, just—I don't think I've ever played an easy game against the Warriors. Believe it or not, so they've always been pretty tough. And um, I think they love playing the Broncos as well.
3: Hey, Gordy, there's a there's a clip that they play all the time down here, and you've played with both of them, Campo. And Shane Webkey when they when they look yeah. at each other and square up, like what did you say to Shane Webkey when Campo
4: got him? Well, Campo the North Carolina mate. See, Campo picked a weak target, and Shane Webkey probably one of the <laughs> toughest forwards. But he's a farmer and he's never had a fight in his life, <laughs> never. And then and then uh, after that, I said, hey mate, if you're ever going to push someone, you've got to throw punches. So then we went on a tour to, maybe we went on a tour to England. And his little halfback pushed him. Well, he just started punching because he's a big farmer and he and he sort of learned how to throw him after that while well, the little halfback <laughs> got punished. So it's sort of my fault, but Campo's a tough guy. And, uh, yeah, mate, poor old Webby that day. Um, you know, that's probably the only time Campo got it over him. Because, mate, no, i tell you what, we- mate, you couldn't get it over him by hitting him with your shoulder, that's for sure. <laughs> Do
2: you know what the worst part of that is, Gordy? is that uh, it was penalty against the Broncos and the <laughs> Warriors got the ball. <laughs>
4: <laughs> there you go, there you go.
3: Hey, hey Gordy, I've got to ask you the question, you know, because on everyone's lips you've got five of your Bronco boys out and, and we know, and you, you know better than everything because you've played Origin time where the baby Broncos come out and, and absolutely destroy teams. Yep. What's it like this time of the year when you know you're losing players to Origin? Um, and, of course, it must be in your DNA now that, that, you know, you're coming in to do a job. Are we we, and should we be afraid of the Broncos tomorrow
4: night? Oh, look, I think so. I think any time you come up against any side, there's going to be some young kids that are going to get their opportunity to pull on the Broncos jersey, some of them for their first time, and one of them is Wendell son, Tristan. He's going to play fullback. Mm. Uh, He's quite a handy player, actually. So um, it all happened, I think, back in the late 80s when Craig Bellamy was coaching up the Broncos, I think we had about 10 in origin and we had the so-called baby Broncos go out there and they won and they beat a highly fancied I think West Tigers side and um, you know, I'm excited and I'm sure they've still got halves, you know, they've still got enough enough experience um, I know that there's no Reese Falsch but they've got a great kicking game and Ezra Mann and you know, um, Reynolds there and you know, the forward pack, well it's going to be led by somebody else but They've still got to go out there and do their job, you know. Um, a bit like the Warriors jersey, mate, a bit like any jersey you pull on. No matter who pulls it on, they got to go out there and represent represent what that club means. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be a cracking game. It's probably the game of the weekend, actually.
2: Hmm. Yeah, well, obviously the yeah. Warriors don't don't usually suffer too much during Origin in terms of players leaving this year, more so than anything. Gordy, with no, with no players out, so they're able to name a side that's pretty much been on the park for the last few weeks yeah. with a couple of exceptions. What what's impressed you, I guess, the most um, about the Warriors in, in 2023, and, and what are you looking forward to them bringing tomorrow night?
4: You know, what? everything, everything that's um, that has impressed me. I think I think they're playing really high completion football. Um, they're getting through their sets. They're throwing it around. Um, just how just how hard they're playing for each other and when I say hard like like the commitment they got in their jersey um, hasn't been seen for the last couple of years and uh, the pinpoint one player I'd have to say Sean Johnson you know normally he Mm -hmm. you know I would say like and this is not a criticism but it was fair to say he was maybe playing footy and it might have been for for the highlight reel and now I think he's got a more consistent game and he's like he's playing for his mates a little bit more you know um, but he's certainly been great he's kicking game and I think every Warriors player is just pulling up their socks and going out there and they look like that they're enjoying getting in the arm wrestle you know and not chasing points and you know just winning the little battles and you know at the end of the game um, I think they've been a real surprise packet you know Um, in the papers over here you know they had their it's not even mid-season, but they gave them their report card and they got an A plus from like where we thought they were going to be. So uh, that surprised a lot of people the
3: Warriors. You're looking at some of these players in the forward Pack. You know, you've got Kirk Capel who must be hurting about missing out on Origin. Jordan Riki who's coming yeah. home to New Zealand. You know, young yeah. Walters in at the hooking position, yeah. and a couple of young blokes. You know, this Brendan Pearcutter who we know Australian yeah. schoolboy goes all right because we had one of our punters online phone us up the other day, say, look out for this kid he can hit.
4: Yeah, it, no, no, yes, a, uh, there's a huge gap on Pierre Cora, and there's uh, Hetherington, and you would have played against his father and Jason Hetherington, uh, the that's guy right. that played for the Bulldogs. Yeah, so, so, mate, they've still got enough talent. Mate, when Brisbane run out tomorrow night, I'm not going to go, oh, it was under man. It was the best side they could put out, and they've got to go out there and do their job, and that's one thing that I'm really looking forward to is, you know, whether they can go out there and do their job. Mate, what did what did you
3: like about coming to New Zealand, Gordy? You know, like you always talk about when you're playing in that in that year, those early 2000s. I yeah. I remember getting a message back saying, you know, Brent Tate hated playing against Clinton Tooby because he was always coming off second best. What was it about the Warriors that you didn't like when you came down and played them?
4: I think physically they always stood up. You know, what I mean, like like any time you played, and I don't think I ever played an easy game. And, and then. And not because I'm talking to you guys, but I don't think I ever played an easy game against New Zealand or the Warriors. Every time you went over there, you had to check your body in. And yes, we might have beat them on the scoreboard because you know we had better halves and we had a kicking game and we had you know a couple of centres that could score tries or whatever. But uh, in the forward pack, it, it was always a bruising encounter. You know, and you always had to be prepared to go there and you know check your body and you couldn't go over there and pass the ball around and try to play fancy against them because they beat you so um and i just love you know what um because obviously it's dominated by rugby union but just to see that rugby league had a place in new zealand and
0: yeah
4: um you know and 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 the go there and the fans and my first ever game i went there and i was playing for the dragons you know back back in 1995 and then you you know, fast forward to, you know, some of your last games it it was always a great place to travel. Wayne would always make it a weekend for us, so we'd spend four days four days around the viaduct and uh you know, going to a few of the bars and meeting a few locals, but um it was always a great place to visit. Uh, the fans were always respectful. Um, uh, the fans always respected you but also it was a really tough footy game as well.
2: Yeah. Oh look, I, I think I'm fair and saying, Kempi, that everyone's second team in New Zealand probably is the Brisbane Broncos, and there's 100%. almost more Broncos jerseys walking down the street at the moment than Warriors uh, jerseys. It's going to be going to be a cracker tomorrow night, Gordy. Uh, just before we do let you go, mate, um, just a more general look at, at the NRL this year. It's a it's a, it's a damn tight comp. Uh, look, you have got a lot of teams sitting on 16 points there, the top six, uh, and then just below them, there's a bunch of teams on two points. What do you What do you think's going to be the difference this year? Because we're not seeing you know Penrith and Melbourne running away with it. What do you reckon's going to be the difference between the 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 team that wins it all in 2023.
4: Dare I say it? I'm going to throw out a cliche here. It's the healthiest team at the end. You know, <clears throat> for all those big clubs, they've got to get through Origin. I'm talking about Brisbane with five Penrith. They've got the you know probably the biggest body count playing the Origin, but it's just momentum. So you got to get through the Origin. You got to get healthy. You have got to get fit again. Um, everybody's got to be mentally ready, and then probably the last month of footy. You know, everybody's got to be fresh enough to put in a campaign where you've got to win six games in a row. You know, you got to go into the final series fresh and healthy, but then you got to win four, five games in a row if you want to be the best side, and that's what Penrith have been able to do.
3: Yeah, and they have shown that over the last couple of years. Gordy, you're dead right. Yeah, the Healthiest team will win the competition this year. Mate, thanks a lot for what you've done uh, with us this week on SENZ. You've got such a wealth of knowledge, and I know every time that Gordon tells his name, is mentioned down here in New Zealand, brings a smile to everyone's face. So, may you go going enjoy your afternoon. Thanks a lot for joining us this afternoon on Run Out Straight.
4: I certainly will, Campion. and I'll see you at Waiheke one of these days, eh? Hey? No, Me, man, you and yeah, the mad butcher, dangerous. and shirt. That
3: sounds dangerous.
4: <laughs> what is it, mud brick, <laughs> mate? I straight the mud brick. Mud brick. The, yeah, mud, mud brick. brick. Well I'll, get, I'll get the butcher <laughs> to organise it. <laughs> well, uh, I think there's another one called Man of War or something like that. That's, oh, mate, look! This man—he's
2: look been looking on Google. Maps so, has not he?" He's got it all. No, 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 got... no,
4: no, <laughs> no, no. It was one of no. It was one of. Um, it was my wife and I. One of our first romantic holidays. So that's oh. why. We, so that's why I remember because we went up there and we got a little batch and spent a couple of, spent probably ten days there and just sort of cruised around the island. So oh, what man. a, yeah. mate, What a special place that is. What yeah, a spot. That's yes. the way to
3: do it.
2: Yeah. Well done. Cheers, Gordy. Really appreciate you coming on, mate.
4: <laughs> Cheers, guys.
2: There you go. Gordon Tallis <laughs> there. And uh, a, He him, knows more about Waikiki than you do. Mate, he? He, <laughs> he
3: does. And the good thing about Gordy is that, fly on the wall, you all just want to chat to him. You know, yeah, like no, mate. A, I, yeah. His, his football brain is so onto it. He you is. know what I mean? Like when yep. he talks about football. You just, you listen, you, listening makes so much sense. So, yeah. uh, mate, he's been great for us this week. And of course, who else better to talk to about the Raging Bull about Brisbane yeah. around origin time and what they need to do? So, should be a cracking game tomorrow night, Sam.
2: Yep, I got a lot of uh, texts coming in on 8833 also on our YouTube channel. So, big shout out to uh, everyone uh, tuning in on YouTube Live, and you can post your comments there. We are looking for uh, your best Broncos Warriors moments over the years. Uh, and any thoughts you've got on tomorrow night's game as well in Napier. No one's text through on tomorrow night's game but we'd love to get your thoughts and how you're feeling your confidence levels. Maybe give us a tip or two who you think's going to cross the uh, cross the chalk. Uh, we'll take a break here for new sport and weather. When we come back we're going to catch up with Brent Tate. He's a man who's played for both teams um, so very interested to see where allegiance lies for tomorrow night. Running it straight here live from the Three Wise Birds Portside Bar here in Napier. Back soon.
5: A singer in a smoke smell of wine and cheap perfume for a smile they can share
2: Uh, welcome back in to Running It Straight here um, from Three Wise Birds, Portside Bar in Napier. Just got a message from Brett Tate saying, uh, stuck on the plane mate, give me 10 if that's okay. I wonder if he's here. Is that him on the plane coming over?
3: Well, he wasn't on our plane, but i tell you what. He does do a bit was of stuff with Fox, doesn't there he? Was, it was about who's who on the plane and Logan Swinkles has got sitting next to Richard Barnett. Who would was have picked he? that? It was, uh, you know, Arwen had the mad butcher going off like he always does and of course, uh, Monty Beatham was on there with Campo, and of course, Kenny Rainsfield. If you don't know who Kenny Rainsfield is, he went to the Com Games, and uh, he's a, a fantastic wrestler. Uh, he he actually wrestled for New Zealand for a long time. He was my re- wrestling coach. He's now the chairman of the Warriors wow. alongside Mark Robinson. So it's good to see a lot of the old boys back. Richie, Richie Agar, the great man from England, has just walked into the bar, and uh, the other bloke I walked on the plane and spoke to. He goes, "Hey, Kimpy." And I went, hey mate, and he goes, Remember me, I'm Webby's brother. And as Webby's brother, mate, he's traveled all the way from England to the game. So he's Andrew coming. Webster. Andrew Webster's brother's here. Oh fantastic. And he was sitting in front of me and I said he goes, mate, um can you, you've got Richie Agar's number, can you give him a call and just tell him to pick me up from the airport?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic, I love so,
3: it. Mate, I was doing a bit so of, you're doing a bit of Ubering, was, were you? Well, I was doing a bit of concierge service yeah, as well, you know, like a
2: you know, man, of, man of many trades. Yeah, yeah, pick up the bags, that's what the muscles are for. <laughs> um, right, Well, <laughs> while we're waiting for Brent Tate, uh, we go running through our top five Warriors v Broncos moments over history. We're also going to give you our Inform 17 of the NRL competition. Charlie takes that through on our running it straight on Wednesday and uh, we're going to put that together between now and five. Uh, but let's go to our Warriors moments, Kempi and uh, me and you have uh, discussed over the weeks, and uh, we've put our little list together. Um, so I think we've got some audio for each one as well. We're going to start with number five, and uh, this one probably isn't totally familiar for everyone, but as soon as you hear it, I'm sure you'll remember it very well. Sean Johnson, and I think this was back in 2013, it was early, Sean Johnson, no, he's, it was 2011. He's it, carved. Was, it was the first, ye- uh, Sean Johnson's first year at the Warriors, and he did this.
5: As was Alex Glenn, Maloney the mannering, the enthusiasm the Broncos are playing with as it goes back to Johnson, and Johnson steps straight through, support on the inside, decides against it, but has Johnson got the legs? He certainly does! Whoa. What about that for a try?
2: Yep, that was the length of the field essentially, Kenby where he stepped through pretty much the entire Broncos defensive line. That was peak Sean Johnson. Of course it was 2011, that that breakout season for him, but that was, when you watch Sean Johnson highlights, that is just the epitome of the man.
3: And when he went around the fullback, like he decided, and he's got support on the inside, but way way he goes, and he went around and the pace that the man had back then, I remember that try, I remember watching it thinking, oh my God, this this kid is really special, so... Um, it's good to see that Sean Johnson all these years is still running around, having a, having a breakout season, especially after the COVID problems that they had, but uh, going really, really well this year. I think he's, he plays a pivotal part in tomorrow's game, Sammy. Yeah, 100%. The matchup up with, uh, with uh, Reynolds in at in half, the, the kicking games, you could arguably say this year, along with Nathan Cleary and the top three kickers in the competition, Though no, two of them are on display tomorrow. So uh, if the Brisbane Broncos have any chance, well, Reynolds really needs to step up to the plate. And vice versa, Sean Johnson, he needs to bury them with this kicking game and in and in the way that he's been playing and, and being right at the top of his game if they're to be in with a, a shout of uh, taking the two points off the Brisbane Broncos who, who are going, well, look, I take that from Gordy too they're going alright they yeah. still picked the a decent side
2: no they still have a very strong team and yeah Adam Reynolds is going to be a massive part of it so number five in our top five is Sean Johnson's try against the Broncos back in 2011 uh, we will get a couple of texts out of the way actually uh, Craig hit one of his top memories was the very first game that I'm sure that's going to feature on the list Craig the drums the fire the Warriors coming through the tunnel in the corner the crowd including young me erupts what a great atmosphere best I've ever been to shame the result didn't go our way but unbelievable loved it uh, another one here from Chris says from what I hear from their mums a quarter of the crowd will be the extended family of Jordan, Ricky, and Brendan Piakura coming to watch. Go the wise, of course.
3: Kiwi boys, Kimpi and Chris was on our show the other day. He jumped on in the morning and told us a little bit about coaching young Piakura. Pa- um, and uh, yeah, by all accounts, mate. I guess all the tickets that uh, the Broncos had dished out to the team have all gone to Adiki <laughs> and Piakura, and they've they definitely got. When you come back to New Zealand, all your final... do not matter where you, where you play,
2: no, they will come. They'll travel far and wide. Brennan's texting, enjoy the game, boys, and up the mighty Broncos. Hope the boys can get it done. I love league and watch most games, but only watch the Warriors when they play the Bronx. So it'll be interesting to see them and listen to you boys. Brennan, uh, we would love your company tomorrow evening on ECNZ. We do have the live commentary. Mark says, has Kimpy had a beer yet? I've been struggling to keep him away, to be honest, Mark. <laughs> I've got to keep him in his seat. Jimmy <laughs> says, how about Ali's flick pass to Stacey when he described it as coming out of his ass? Yeah. Can't arse? Uh, and can't beat Hitterow's first hit-up in 95. Head down, hair going everywhere, and
3: straight up no drops. The Capaglia Cena, he, like the memories of all them hit-ups and the way that they ran. That pass of Ali, uh, Ali Laotiri on that Broncos game gave him the nickname Air Jordan. Air Jordan. Yeah the likes in the in Rugby League of Ali and the way that he used to play. I watched a lot of that uh, last night, all those clips on YouTube, just to get myself ready for this, yep. uh, this weekend down here. He is so, he plays such a big part through that period, Ali. Yep. Um, but so do a lot of the players around him. Sione Formwina, you know, uh, Ivan Tumavavi, remember that name? Yeah, just I the way that they put themselves into the game up against the Brisbane Broncos, who at the time, Sammy, were, mate, basically the Australian side.
2: Yep, they were. And uh, iconic names that you do mention. A few uh, messages here on our YouTube live. You can comment on that too. Uh, Jeremy says, Tatey is a brizzy boy through and through. That's probably where he's going to lean for tomorrow night. Someone else has said, what a man Gordon Talis is. Finlay says, it's Kiwi for sport. Good on you, Kempe and Sam. You bloody good bastards. Cameron says, two favourite memories versus the Bronx. The first is the Farmoina over the head ball for Tuamabave to score on the sticks. And the second has to be Webke v Campo. We have Campo <laughs> in the building, and we are certainly <laughs> going to ask him about that very shortly. But we'll take a break here on Running It Straight. Uh, we will try and get Brent Tate on the line Fresh off the plane Perhaps at Napier Airport We will find out uh, Running it straight here on SNZ And that is a big thanks to South Seas Healthcare Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider Back in a moment Welcome back into Running It Straight Live from the uh, Three Wise Birds portside bar in Napier And we've already talked about, Kempe and I Just how... Amazing! This venue is. If you are driving around in Napier, or you're hanging about at one of the hotels, whatever it might be, come on down. Plenty of warriors here. Warriors, legends too, that you might want to come and say hi to. Grab a drink. The Mad Butchers just walked in. Uh, the volume of the place has just increased by about ten <laughs> times. <Kempe. laughs> as long as he and doesn't,
3: it, as long as he doesn't come down here, Pete, we're not going to be able to hear yeah. ourselves.
2: And everyone saying hi is as, uh, as well to uh, to the Butch. So uh, come on down and say hi to myself and Kempi. Uh, as well as some of the, uh, the legends that are here, we're just trying to get Brett Tate on the line. He is just getting off a plane. He might be in New Zealand. Uh, we will ask him if we are able to get him. Uh, are able to get him? Um, we are also going to give you our form 17 across the competition uh, in 2023. We're going to start with uh, the backs. Uh, we're going to start with the backs uh, just before four o'clock, and then we'll do the uh, the forwards and the interchange after four o'clock. But I think uh, now, fresh off a, fresh off a plane, we greatly appreciate him jumping on the on the show. Uh, a man who has played for both teams, of course, uh, and a man who is much loved by Warriors fans. Every time I talk to them, Kimpy, they always bring up this man's name. It is Brent Tate
3: on the line. G'day, Brent. Welcome in.
6: G'day, guys. How are we?
3: Hey, Tatie thanks a lot for joining us this afternoon on Running It Straight, mate. Big game this weekend, five uh, Origin players out, and they, of course we know that they're probably at their, uh, their best when they've got young blokes coming and wanting to make a name for themselves. How do you see the game going tomorrow night?
6: Yeah, it is a big game for both clubs, mate, I think, uh, just with how tight the comp is, and you know, a couple of wins here and a couple of losses here, obviously you go up and down the comp pretty quickly, so... Um, look mate, the Broncos had a rough couple of weeks, and I think this Origin period was always going to really determine how their season goes. And you know they've got a, a decent representation, um, you know, on both sides. So it's going to be a big challenge for them, mate. And um, you know they're coming up against a, a, a Warriors side that we haven't seen play as hard and as res- resilient as they have the last couple of years. So mate, plenty to like about this one. And as I said, big, big game for both clubs at the moment. For well, for any club, and I'm just saying how tight the comp is.
2: Yeah, totally agree, and we just had Gordon uh, Talison talking to us about how these games, these New Zealand Warriors-Broncos games, just always have a little extra bit of physicality to them. Tater, you played for both teams, mate. What was it about Warriors-Broncos games that were different to the rest?
6: Well, I think, mate, back in the day, um, you know, when we are playing at the Broncos and you come up against the Warriors side, mate, they were just, you know, they loved to test themselves against the best. And I remember talking to Monty about this, um, you know, he just said they always got themselves up against the against the Broncos, and um, you know it was always a torrid affair going over there to play, mate. It was a, always a tough game. You always knew they were going to be physical, uh, and once they got a roll on and they started passing the footy, mate, it was just it was so difficult to stop. Um, you know, I was just and and mate, they were aggressive. They were big and aggressive and really hard to tackle and bring down. So um, yeah, I don't know, mate. I guess it's just some some things have that rivalry, and there, there is that sort of rivalry between Brisbane and, and the Warriors and, um, mate, I expect it to be no different come the weekend.
3: Hmm. Tady they always talk about the, the local derby for the Warriors is with Melman. I disagree. I think with the amount of Kiwis that are living in Brisbane and yep. every time you used to bring the side there, you'd actually pack out with more Kiwis than you would with Brisbane Broncos supporters. Mate, that, that, um, that far as support goes, you know, you play Friday night, you've got the biggest media coverage in the NRL... What do you think that's going to play here down in the Hawks' Bay at the moment with what they've gone through with the floods, and it's a sellout crowd here tomorrow night?
6: Oh, mate, it'll be huge. I mean, it's great for community to get out there and play somewhere different. Um, you know, I, I think when you go to places like that and you play after, um, you know, where they've been affected, mate, people just love it. Like, they want to they get out, they want to escape reality, they want to go and watch the footy and watch a good game, and... Um, you know, any game against Brisbane is a big game, mate. There's always plenty of media scrutiny on it. Um, everyone follows them, loves them, watches them. You know, in Queensland they got such a huge following, and uh, mate, it'll be a big, it mate, it be a big game tomorrow night. As I said, it's you know there's a lot riding for both on um, on the competition for both sides. So, uh, mate, I'm expecting it to be you know pretty physical, and both teams will want to. You know, I know Kevy will have them up for fun because. You know, Back in the day, he, he knows what it's like when you play the Warriors and they get a roll on it. They're, they're hard to stop. So, mate, yeah, I expect this one to be huge.
2: Tatey, you, you uh, were heavily involved with, with Origin for Queensland, so you know what it's like to, to A, being... Uh, to be pulled out of your club side, but also probably to to have guys pulled out of your team and go and play Origin. Uh, For the Broncos, you know, this weekend, they are missing a lot of those Origin boys, but Kempi keeps highlighting that in the past, you know, it's allowed some of this young talent to come through and really shine. So uh, should should Warriors fans be a little bit wary about some of this young uh, young talent that's going to debut tomorrow night for the Bronx?
6: Oh, definitely, mate. I I think what it also does is, is the guys that are left back there playing for... The Broncos, mate. It, you know, you want to lift for your team as well. You want to lift in the absence of those origin players because you know you've got it because you've got young guys coming in, you've got young guys debuting. So, um, mate, it, you know, it, it is a real challenge for Brisbane, but it's a good challenge and it's one that you know if you're a good club and you got good players in there, they'll rise to that. So, 100, percent they should be really wary of that, especially with it being a big crowd and a big atmosphere. Um, yeah, mate, it'll be it'll be a big game, and um, I reckon Brisbane will be right up for it. As I said, I know Kevy will have. Light up and he'll be ready to go so um, it's going to be uh, yeah, they'll, they'll be ready to roll Have you seen anything like
3: it this year you know we've seen close competitions and uh, don't get me wrong you know uh, you, they seem to sort themselves out as the season goes on but Tatey this competition you know you've got two points separating the top eight so you could go from eight to first overnight and of course down to 15 there's only another two points have you seen anything
6: like it Kempi, be. I've been in footy my whole life, mate. I've never seen a comp as tight as this ever. Like it's, it's crazy to think that you know the stats that you just wrote out, uh, just set out aloud. Then is how the competition is. It's, um, mate. It's, it's crazy to think, and that's that's why at the moment it's just so important for every team to be playing well I'm banking two points every week. I've never seen the competition be so tight and so hard to earn two points every week. Like. You know, when I'm sitting on the sideline and I'm up here and I'm watching the Cowboys and I'm watching both teams walk off, I just I just shake my head and can't believe how, how hard teams have to work now just to get two points, you know? So, yeah, uh, mate, all my time in the comp, I've never seen it, but it's, you know, it's awesome. It's great because everyone loves it, everyone loves watching it, and um, everyone's supported it at the moment, put it in really good shape.
2: I'll tell you who doesn't love it, and that's Kimpy's uh, uh, Kem- uh, tipping competition because he's going absolutely <laughs> atrociously. But we all are, so you even there, Kempe. Uh, uh, Tati, just before we let you go, mate, we've been asking people for their favourite uh, Warriors Broncos memories over the years. It can be something that you saw yourself or were involved with. Uh, plenty have brought up uh, Campo and Webke's Brouhaha. Some people have talked about the first game back in '95. What's a, what's a moment that sort of sticks out to you?
6: Mate, I've got a memory, um, and it is a really vivid one, um, but it's not a good one on my behalf because I was playing for Brisbane Broncos at the time. We played the Warriors at the old QB2 Stadium um, in Brisbane um, before we moved back to Lang Park. And, mate, I think the Warriors beat us by about 50-odd points that day, and it was just one of those days where once they started passing the ball and playing that sort of really Harlem Globetrotter footy, and once, once the tide turned... Mate, there was just absolutely nothing we could do about it. Nali Lawatiti was playing then and he was just, you know, passing balls everywhere. Like, we couldn't get him on the ground and, and mate, it was just absolute flogging. But, you know, when I, now that I've finished and I look back on that game and you sort of you reflect on the team that they had back then and how wonderful they were to watch and they were, the you know, the real and... Um, original entertainers of rugby league and, um, mate, once they got going it was so hard to stop, so not a, not a great memory from mine, but um, <laughs> I was really thankful I got the opportunity to play over there, mate, because I, I love living in New Zealand, I love playing for the Warriors and, um, mate, I look back on my time over there, really, really fond memories and I'm, I'm, I'm as happy as anyone that the club's going great and they're winning footy games.
3: Yeah, thanks a lot, um, Tati. I, look, I was at that game and it was awesome. And uh, we love you too, mate, you know, coming over here and being yep. a warrior, old boy. Thanks a lot for joining us on Running Straight this afternoon. Thanks for making time, mate. You're busy off the plane and uh, we'll catch up with you again soon.
2: There you go. Thanks, boy. it. There you go, Brent Tate there joining us, fantastic to get him. Uh, we'll take a short break, come back with more after this. running it straight live from uh, Three Wise Birds Portside Bar here in Napier, having a great time, lots of texts coming in and on our YouTube channel. Uh, Simon says, hey lads, looks like you're having a blast down there. Another young Bronco to watch is Xavier Willison, out of Hamilton, been around the Broncos for a couple of seasons now. Yep, there's a very Kiwi flavour to that Broncos bench, of course, Marty at the bow on there as well. Kempi, both uh, New Zealand boys and, of course, Jordan Ricky. so... Uh, very Kiwi flavour to the Broncos. And Both can uh, play. Yep, and you'd expect to see a lot of Kiwi support in the crowd tomorrow. Like I said, plenty of Broncos shirts walking down the streets. Coming up after four o'clock, we are going to get Kevin Campion, Campo. The hard Jeez, you man look on. good in that jersey, Sammy.
3: He's playing. <laughs> so do you, mate? <laughs> Your one's a bit tighter than mine. Uh, well, that's, play- a, that's that's because you just need to do some more work.
2: We will uh, relive some more memories <laughs> as well. The great memories between the Warriors and the Broncos over the years. And name in Inform Seventeen. Yep. Tina. Wow. That brings back some memories as well. R.I.P. to Tina Turner, who passed away and provided us with some great memories. I've seen
3: Campo dance this song a few times. Really? I wouldn't be
2: surprised. Yeah. (laughs) Sober
3: or? This one, this one, and. Never sober.
7: Oh, oh hands, yeah. stop it. I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs>
2: now, you can probably hear from the voice uh, next to us, uh, Kevin Campion, sitting alongside. Great to have you uh, here with us, Campo, uh, as we broadcast live from Three Wise Birds Port Bar. Come and say hi to uh, plenty of Warriors legends in the building this evening, building towards Warriors Broncos tomorrow night here in Napier at McLean Park, a man who played for both teams, Campo. And we're counting down our top five Warriors Broncos moments in history now we're up to number 4 and I think we've got some audio to play for you here, have a listen
5: back to Webke smothering defence and a bit of a smack in the chops and Webke and Campion, oh there's no love lost old teammates blowing up at Ericsson Wooshka (laughs) you <laughs> champion. landed a couple. the, goes in the win game. Win. I want you, my boy. Well, some vigilante tactics from the <laughs> champion, but the penalty goes to the Warriors.
2: <laughs> That's no, the best part of that, Campo, is that we got
3: the penalty. <laughs>
7: no no one could call a, a game better than the great Jason Costo. Oh, I'll tell, I'll tell yeah. you
3: about it from North Queensland, Costo. But, uh Mate, we just had to, we had Gordy on, and he said, mate, he was a farmer, Key.
2: Never Key. We've never been a fight in his <laughs> never life. Never been
3: a fight in his life, and he said, if you are got to pick one, you've got to throw them. And apparently, apparently what he said was the very next fight, he picked on a halfback and beat him up. <laughs> he, he got dusted
7: a few times.
3: <laughs> <laughs> mate, tell us about that, you know, like, back in those days, we've just had Tati come on, and he said, you know, mate, we, I remember you guys coming here to the QE2 and telling us up for 50, and... You go there and they they come down. I remember that game. I've got a picture of it in a jersey frame where we beat Brisbane at home because it was some type of um, recognition of of 95. Just tell us about those days, mate. The Broncos, you know, Mm. you came from the Broncos to the Warriors. Tell us about what it really meant to you as well when the Broncos
7: came to town. Well, uh, that wasn't the first time... That uh, we had played them and beat them. I mean, uh, that wasn't the first game that we beat them, was it? No, no, no. no. I think we beat them in two thousand and one. that's yep. right. Um, when I when I first got, but we we had a chat that, and you were on the coaching staff then, uh, Kempi and uh, Ando was there, obviously. But uh, we had a chat. I remember sitting in the with you um, uh, and Endo and just say how do, how are we going to beat the Broncos and. And uh, we have to beat them at their own game, and that's what we did. We were physical, we didn't make any mistakes, um, and we just played a very simple game, and that's, that's all the Broncos have ever done. Yeah. And that's why they've been so successful. They don't, you know, they don't um, do anything out of the ordinary, anything out of their control, and uh, we beat them that particular day. The th- I remember the first time we beat them was uh, at their own game.
3: I remember, I remember one time we were sitting down and you telling me about Brent Tate talking about Clinton Toopey saying, Mate, he hates playing against you. You make sure that you just, you know, you go out there and you make sure he knows he's going to come to a game. Yeah. And ever since then, Tate, I'm, I guarantee you, Taddy used to hate coming playing against us.
7: I think it was more Francis Malley when, because uh, he was a, like, he could just, he was one of those wingers that could, um, you know, come off his line and, and make the perfect tackle and at the right time. And uh, he, he probably knew, he, he nearly put um, Tatey into retirement a few times, to tell you the <laughs> truth. He was, yeah, just had uh, an uncanny knack to, you know, come in. Mm. Yeah, we'll keep c- talking about
2: the memories in a second, uh, Campo, but just talk to us about, um, we, we, me and Kempy both shared stories of coming down here to Napier. Kempy was flying, I was driving, and just sort of seeing how uh, badly affected the area has been, you know, with the, with the floods and, uh, and what's been taking place. So... How how sort of important you're down here? A lot of the lot of the old boys are down here as well. How important is it is it for the Warriors to, to bring a game here? And how massive do you think it's going to be for the community tomorrow night?
7: Oh, it's it's just great that the Warriors have decided to come here and give back to to, New, to the New Zealand people. And over the last couple of years, you know, due to COVID, we've been stuck in Australia, and it's yeah, it's just great that uh, you know the the Warriors have decided to you know, take their games all over New Zealand, and and they've got great support you know yeah. you, you, I've been sitting here having a few beers with the, just the locals here today and they love their they love their rugby you know first and foremost mm. and uh, you know that's the national that's the national game but um you are no,
3: be, be, being very pc here cambo okay. Campo, cambo's never pc
7: no no but never. things things are starting to change you know Yep. You know, we all know rugby's a boring game. We do, mate. <laughs> Don't we? Yeah. We all know <laughs> rugby. Don't say that. Hey, we're we're not, not, we're we're not Wayne's listening. Well, we're not I'll doing you, a two-hour show on Super Rugby. I Rube, I'll yeah. tell you, rugby in Australia's a boring game, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> and that's why everyone's turning to the league. You know, everyone's turning to the AFL. You know, they're just exciting games. And um, people want to see excitement and, you know, the Warriors have, uh, you know, playing some exciting footy, yeah.
3: mate. I'm just, I, I've got to tell you, me and you have a, such a fantastic relationship from our time when we were at the Warriors. You know, you're my first assistant coach. When they said, "Who do you want as assistant coach?" I said, "I want Kevin Campion." You know, you're coming out of those playing days, and yeah, you're in charge of defence, and just because of the way that you uh, used to get the boys up, mate. What if this new role, this ambassador role? Mm. Um, what is it like do you get a chance to actually sit in there and do the boys actually know what Kevin Campion brought to the Warriors back in those days
7: I think I think so look I think um, and it's not just from um, Cameron George has a lot to do with it you know he's bringing all the old boys back and um, I was you know brought into this um, into the side last year just to you know just to show face and talk to the boys and and just gen- generally chat to them. And, and that's when Brandy was the, um, coaching. So then it transitioned to Stacey at the end of the year. And um, yeah, more than happy to come in, and, you know, just, just be a standing board to Stacey. And more, more so just, uh, you know, just to have his back and you know, yeah, if he just wanted some advice, Mate, do just you rem- have a chat.
3: Do you remember when you, like you, they weren't listening to you? Like, do you get a chance to say, man, I'll, I'm sick of being PC. I'm actually going to go and tell
7: this guy up. Oh, back of the day, I used to just... I, 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 I crueled some... You some, A lot of players' careers, didn't I? Did. <laughs> which
3: is fantastic, because at that time, we needed it. And they all responded, which is um, well, really Well, and the
7: great thing that, about it, you know, when we were playing there, everyone responded. So, yeah, look, I I came from the, the Broncos, um, you know, environment. And, and I knew... I, you know, I knew how to win. I knew, I knew their bloody formula, mm. and um, yeah, it worked. It, 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 you know, I don't know if it would have worked at any other club, but it worked here when yeah. I, when I first got here.
2: For uh, Warriors fans, Cambo, it's been a pretty lean uh, sort of ten years from that grand final in 2011. Uh, of course, only one finals appearance in 2018. Cam, bringing a few of the old boys back, do you feel like maybe there was a there was a period there where maybe we lost a little bit of that Warriors identity and now sort of bringing you guys back in uh, and some of the other staff they've put around the team, it, it's bringing a little bit of that sort of Kiwi Warriors favour back into the site?
7: Yeah, 100% exactly what you said. But, you know, I think a, a, most clubs these days are doing it, bringing their old boys back. Mm. Um, I was fortunate enough to play for a lot of clubs, six clubs uh, um, in total, but... Well, the, the most special time that I ever had was over here at the Warriors because um, we went from cellar dwellers to, to um, you know, premiership. You know, we were, we were premiership favourites. Yeah. You know, it was unbelievable in, t- in a two-year span. So my my favourite memories, you know, and I, I, I played, you know, 80 games at the Broncos and won two premierships, but, you know, I would love to see the Warriors... Um, you know, bring that trophy over, the, over the Tasman. I know, and and we know,
3: mate, that they don't want that to happen, no. You oh know. No. Like, it's a it's a tough one to talk about all the time, and you're trying to be sort of have a have a a little bit of a you know these half and half type scenario where you're thinking about oh maybe they do want us to bring it back here, but mate, do you think with the competition going this year? And I was just talking to Gordy about it. Like, it's so close, mate. Like mm. you've gone from. You've got to be in the four to win it. And is it too early to be talking about, well, I think this year's different. I think if you make... Because I'm starting to think, if you make the eight this year, because it's so close, you're a chance. Yeah.
7: Yeah, you could win it for eight, 100%. I, you know, I think everyone's just going back to the drawing board and, and concentrating on really basic football. Um, and, the, and the better teams with the better, you know, obviously the better skilled players are, are winning, like, uh, like Penrith. But they base themselves on their defence. The Warriors. Uh, have based our season on, on our defence we're really working hard for each other from one to eight you know we you know you never know No, anything yeah. could happen
3: that's a, well that's only two points in
7: it yeah what,
2: you, what about off the field Camper what are you seeing from the team this year um, because obviously on the field they're, they're humming they're hissing yeah. and they're, they're having fun they're enjoying it what yeah. are you seeing off the field around the club
7: well I just think it's the same uh, atmosphere off the field I think the, the boys are enjoying um, being around each other and they were last year like i, I Obviously, the boys yeah. are based in Redcliffe. I would go up there weekly um, and and walk around and, and talk to the boys. And but you know, it was doom and gloom. Yeah. And and the and it showed on the field. You know, we would compete. We weren't competing for eighty minutes this year. We are. Mm. Um, last year we were competing for forty to fifty minutes. And you know, we were still getting. Yeah, we were getting beaten. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and it's a horrible mate. <laughs> You're saying that It reminds me of 2004 when I took over. We gave good for 15 minutes, and then we struggled for the rest of it. (laughs) But your little mate Stacey, you know, like he's gone back to assistant coach. He's a champion. We had him on breakfast show this morning, talking about what's what what they need to do to win down there. How was it for him last year? Like, how much support did you wrap yourself around Stacey, knowing that you'd played with him, and of course the the trials and tribulations that he was gone through.
7: Yeah, it would have been hard. Look, um, you know, he came in after Bernie uh, moved on, uh, and it would have been hard. And the season was basically gone anyway, so he was just a interim coach, just trying to get through the season. But I think he did a wonderful job. He's a good, you know, everyone respects Stacey Jones, and um, and the play. You could see the players; they wanted to win for him. But um, you know, we just we were burnt out because you know a lot of those you had you had players there who had signed. the Warriors who'd never been to New Zealand. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. Yeah, you know yep. they'd never experienced, it. and that was a great thing. I loved New Zealand when I lived here because I loved the people. I loved the, I loved uh, living in in Auckland. It was just a beautiful place um, to live and. You know, they just—they never got to experience that, which is so sad. Mm.
2: I can tell you tomorrow night, half of the Broncos roster this will be their first game playing in New Zealand. Yeah. So we got that going for us as well. Uh, before we let you go, Campo, two uh, two ones for you. So we, we've obviously talked about the the bruhaha with uh, with Webkey. <laughs> Any other memories that stick out for you, Broncos Warriors games over the years? Anything that sort of
7: jumps out? Well, I think that first game that we when we beat the Warriors, um, that was a like it was a tough battle. It was a battle. Yeah. Uh, And and the place, and and Mount Smart, um, I think we used to call it Ericsson at the time, but it was packed, and there was no no way we were not going to lose that night. And that was an amazing night when I think Stace kicked a field goal to win it. He did, 13-12. And it just went off. And uh, (laughs) the crazy thing about it, like, you win those games, you you celebrate those games. Um, And and they had to put it... put a drinking band on us <laughs> would you believe anyway Aww. so we've rocked up we've rocked up the next morning to uh, for our recovery at, um, at what was it Pamir Pe- Pem- 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 Pools Pools <laughs> anyway nearly un- got me sick unbeknownst to us Eno's <laughs> um, uh, bought out a breath yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, remember that no. he's oh. put out a breathalyzer Jason Death he's, <laughs> he's blown 1.3 or .0, 0 or 0. .13 like five times the limit and we go how the hell did this bloke get to the pool <laughs> <laughs> no how, did this
3: he- how the hell did this bloke get to the pool I got called into a meeting I just about lost my job and I let him jump to the pool <laughs> it was mate were, look, those, were oh. those were fantastic days Campo thanks a lot my Jordan
2: pleasure. A hey, before, hey, before we let him get off tomorrow night, prediction. Oh
4: mate,
7: you know it, it's a. These are one of the game go- It's a funny one, this one, because you know the Broncos have got five out with uh, with the Origin, uh, and we're expected to win this. Mm. But and but the players can't go with that mindset. Yeah. You know we're going to win this. They've just got to go back to what they've been doing all year, play really hard footy and just work hard for each other. I, mean, I, I think we'll beat them. Um, I, I think we'll beat them convincingly, but
3: yeah, I, I I feel the same way, and I and I and I dead set believe, you know, the way that they're playing consistently over 80 minutes is is really now a trait where people are starting to see yeah. up a look, and that's why I asked the question about the top eight. If you finish in the top eight, the Warriors finish eight. No other team wants to play them. No, especially if they get a full full time roster. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, no mate, thanks it's a lot good for joining rugby us. Great for New Zealand. I know you're, jo- you're joining us tomorrow. I know we're doing a pod, a podcast. Me and you, we're going to do a fly on the wall um, hour together so uh, mate all our listeners will be waiting to see that one. We're
7: talking about Nathan Woods are we? <laughs> we
3: are, we will, we'll talk a little bit about Woody um, and, and plenty more too from our times here at the Warriors but thanks a lot for joining us today on My pleasure straight. boys. There you go, uh,
2: Kevin Campion there, great to have him in the uh, in the building and, and to have him jumping on the show too awesome to hear his thoughts. Uh, we've got another legend lined up, Owen Gutenbeel. he's standing just off to the side here so we're going to take a break when we come back here on Running It Straight, Owen Guttenbiel the man himself going to be in the chair with us. Has it been here running at Straight SCNZ at Three Wise Birds Portside Bar in Napier. Building towards tomorrow night, we've had some great guests already with uh, Gordon Tallis, Brent Tate, Kevin Campion. And before we welcome in uh, the next guest, we are going through our top five Warriors Broncos memories over the years. And coming in at number three, and this is a game that our next guest was involved in back in 2001. And it was the first time the Warriors got a win over the Broncos. I thought we might have had our highlights there, but it doesn't seem to be fair, we'll he's just bring him in. Race, oh, here comes we go. back
5: to Jones. He has the shot. It looks okay. It's over. Stacy Jones, the co-captain, nails the one-pointer. The Warriors with a one-point buffer. The crowd erupts at Erickson. The New Zealand Warriors have never beaten the Broncos since i have been in the competition. Winfield Cup, Super League, and now the NRL. Brisbane are spreading the ball from the scrum and that is full time. Surely two to go, waiting for the hooter to get one more play. This could be controversial, but he's chopped down and it's all over. The Warriors in a real shock. They have upset the Broncos. Amazing scenes here at Ericsson. The Warriors, led by Kevin Campion, a former Bronco, downing the Glamour Boys 13-12
2: yeah all the way back in 2001 Owen Gutenberg joining us on the show Owen uh, six years it took us six years it took us to beat the Bronx and uh, I believe in that year as well Kempi might be able to t- I think they would only lost one or two games heading into that round I think they, it was round eight or nine and
3: they were flying high they didn't want to come they didn't want to come to us because they knew what we were up against and we absolutely bashed them that night I remember I remember you' remember took that photo of us all sitting down there finally we've got that one over yeah how special is the Bronco game? to, I guess, not only the Warriors but New Zealand public because they're, they're arguably the second most followed team in New Zealand.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, they were always the benchmark and the pinnacle for us um, coming in as, as youngsters. The Broncos were always that, that team that always set the bar high. It, you know, all the, full of um, Queensland representatives, so everyone loved Queensland as the Kiwis because they were always winning. So, mm. yeah, coming into that, it was like, man, this is the level that we need to get to to prove it, that we're worthy enough to be in this competition and actually... That We were a good footy side,
2: yeah. And so, what do you remember? Do you remember much about the game back in 01 and Stacey hitting the field goal with about six minutes to go? I think it was, yeah,
0: yeah. Look, it was, um, it was one of those games that you run out on the field and you could just feel it prior to getting out there and crossing that white line that today's our day. Like, we, we, we just had a, a self belief that we were going to beat these guys and, and on the field. We were 100% um, certain that that was going to happen, irrespective of what stage in the game. And then when Stacey slots that field goal, it's just like we knew this was happening. Yeah,
3: yeah. It, it's sort of a... I, I take that game as one of the defining moments in our time when we were together at the Warriors where we actually grew up that night. We went, man, we can actually go out there and do some great things. And, of course, then we go on this run and the next time we go to Brisbane, we beat them by 50. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know... When you look at this side compared to that side, I've, I've said, oh, and, you know, with, with Webby, he's a redhead. He reminds me a hell of
7: a lot like Ando. Do
0: you see similarities to that 2001 side? Yeah, Stacey's probably the same weight as you were when you were assistant coach too, mate. Loves a pint and a homebrew. So very, very similar. But, but you're right. You're right. And I think the approach that they're taking, they've, they've had to strip things right back. And it appears that they've worked really hard on on the team dynamic and the culture and actually understanding the fundamentals of the game. And mm. they've broken it right down to um, game by game, we're going to come out with a game plan to beat this side as opposed to we're just going to go out there and play the, the the Warriors brand of footy. So I see some real similarities in, and you can, you can see it in the, in the culture of the side. When you talk to the, to the boys, I get a sense that they're fulfilled, they're learning, they're growing. And that's only making them better footy players and and making them want to get out on the football field and play. Yeah,
2: talk to us about um, the origin period for Warriors players and Kiwis players. Do you guys get, or did you get like a little bit of a lift, knowing that these teams were depleted, or or could that have been a little bit of a danger at times, thinking that things were going to be a little bit easier for you?
0: Yeah, well, there was many uh, years in my career at the Warriors that we we did well and we didn't do so well, and I think the ones uh, we didn't do so well, we probably took it for granted um, that uh, this is going to be easier. We're going to roll out there. I think um, when when we were doing uh, extremely well with with growing as a team and trying to earn our place within the side, um, that totally changed yeah. and and it was more about I've got to turn up and deliver because I want to represent myself um, for this yeah. team and and there's a there's a real trust element when, when you've got a real good um, winning culture uh, and, and, a, and a success environment, and I think they've got that now, so i wouldn't I wouldn't think that they are looking at. The fact that the Broncos are down a whole lot of players and thinking this is going to give us an edge. Mm. If anything, they'll be analysing. Here's some weaknesses because those players aren't there. Let's target those areas as opposed to let's let's dial it down a bit and we'll just cruise cruise home to victory.
3: Mate, how how good has it been? One of the old boys. Like the first thing I can see is you you're back together. You know you got yourself Monty. Tewks is on his way down. He's staying in Wellington tonight. We're meant to have him on today. Uh, Campo's in there. You've got Richie Barnett in the background, you know, wanting to be a worry, but you know he's a rooster <laughs> through and through. Um, what, what's it been like being, like, because I love it. I love how the old boys that got us there in the first place are now back involved. What has it been like mixing with those boys?
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's really nice, and, and um, I've got to take my head off to, to, to Cam that he's actually taken that approach and wanted more um, players from the past to, to, to be around the, the, the playing environment and the group, just so they understand where the club's come from, connect with the past um, in order yeah. to understand who we are, what's, it, what's our identity as a, as a club. And then, yeah, it's, 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 always, it's always great catching up with the guys. And, and Monty and I driving from the airport, we're just talking about how long it was uh, when we were playing? How long ago it was, and and it seems I know. like yesterday. Seems like other times it seems like it never happened, and and um, yeah. it's yeah, it's pretty special though. Those bonds never never change, and, and particularly the bonds when you're when you're in a successful side, yeah. um, because you you you'd do anything for your for your teammate on that field, and you had hundred percent absolute trust. That they were going to do the same, and, and you, you just don't lose that bond.
2: Yeah, no, that's awesome to hear. Um, just before we let you go, Owen, uh, the game here in Napier. I'm not sure how many games in your time were sort of taken away from Ericsson, but when you were able to, I guess, get out and around the country and realise that you know rugby league is big all over New Zealand, what does it sort of mean to yeah play a game outside of Auckland and some of these regional parts of New Zealand?
0: Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a. I guess the, the first time you do it, it's it's a little bit uh, of a novelty. Um, but the guys are, are use, used to this. They, they travel a, a fair bit. I think the, the, the key for this game down here in, in Napier is the fact that the boys will be playing for Tohu um, yeah. down here. You know, They had a, they had a really special um, day yesterday going out to the Marae and, and appreciating a little bit more of who To is and, and, and yeah, what he plays for. Awesome, yeah. Um and, and I think that's going to really um, drive the guys. And, and, I mean, what he does on the football field, I'm sure the guys are going to try and repay his his whanau um, when they're here playing playing in their hometown.
3: Mate, I've never said this to you before, but I just want to thank you very much, and especially you and your old man, because, you know, deep in my heart, that very first game that I got to coach, it was your old man that helped me get you up for that game against Canberra, which was my first game out, and we won... Um, and it strategized about who was the person who was going to speak to the team beforehand. So, just so on, my, on behalf of me, mate, thank you very much. Make sure you, sh- you share that oh, with your dad. I am very close to your family, and you, as you know, with your brother. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, mate, thanks a lot for joining us. And I know you've got plenty on today as an ambassador down here with uh, with all the Warriors fano. Go and, go and enjoy the weekend, man, and, and especially
0: enjoy the old boys. I can't wait to catch up for a beer. <laughs> all good. Just before we go, like, uh, how, how much are you going to sell this on Trade me for? <laughs> yeah, he's, still he's still, still got the, tag. the tags. <laughs> he's still got the tags on the jersey. Hey, hey. Day,
3: Cam, Cam, George, it won't be sold. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> there, you, there you go. Um, Owen
2: Gutenbeel <laughs> joining us uh, there on Running It Straight. We'll take a short break for new sport and weather back soon.
5: <laughs> Buddy, you're a boy, make a big nice plane in the street. Gonna be a big man someday. You got mud on your face, you big disgrace. Kicking your can all over the place, singing We will we will rock you.
3: We're gonna crack we you.
5: Will,
2: Rock you. <laughs> Mike's uh, Mike's on. We're told we're back here at uh, Three Wise Birds Portside Bar in Napier. Beautiful location. They got great pool tables, they got dart boards, they got homemade cider, well, homemade cider, their own cider made on tap. Plenty of TVs for sport, memorabilia. It's a fantastic bar if you can find your way down here. If not tonight, get down here tomorrow night for the Warriors game. Now we are counting down our top 5 moments. Uh, of Warriors Broncos history, we've done three: Sean Johnson's try in 2011, Campion Webke's fight—the uh, first one against the Broncos in 01. We have two more to go. We will reveal one of them very, very shortly, and the last one just before we head up to five o'clock. We're also going to name our 17 informed players of 2023. Myself and Campion—it's an exercise we've I been I can't doing wait
3: to see yours, over the
2: last couple of days. Well, you, I know you've had a look None at mine and copy and pasted. You know that? Yeah, no, but you've copy and pasted it because you were looking <laughs> over my shoulder just in the last <laughs> air break. But what we're going to do now is a man who came down and uh, look—he's he's one of the most. Most passionate warrior supporters I know, Kempi. It's uh, it's Zane, the Warrior-holic. Now, you hear him a lot on SENZ. He rings in, he texts shows, he's a great uh, fan of ours. But he also has a great YouTube channel, the Warrior-holic, with plenty of analysis. I think you had uh, Jazz Tivunga on recently yeah, as well, didn't you, Zane? With, so with that Jez was, there. That was an awesome, uh, awesome yeah, interview. Going out. Check
1: out. Oh, mate, crazy.
2: So before, what we're going to do is we're going to do a little head-to-head between you and Kempy here with some Warriors trivia. It's well, pretty tough as well. It's, it's pretty tough as well, so I don't think he 's going to do any good. But, Zay, <laughs> hey, mate, just talk to us a little bit about uh, yourself uh, and sort of, I guess, how the fandom began and, and how it's developed over the years.
1: Yeah, mate, so I'm originally from Upper Hutt back in the day, Upper Hutt Tigers man, so obviously used to be a Bellman fan when they uh, first came or came on TV over here. We're actually in the video Just shops. liked orange. You yeah, liked mate. oranges. Oh, <laughs> More of Edwards went to Mardi Bank um, High School, uh, primary school where I grew up as well, so had to support them. And uh, after they... Uh, Warriors came in, mate, had to patch over straight away. So I was a um, vicarious follower from Japan, mate. I was in Japan from yep. 1995, so mum used to send me over the um, the games on VHS. Yeah. That's how yeah. I kept into Watch it. it, it delayed. Yeah, mate. So so, it.
2: And, and how's it sort of, I guess developed for you over the last couple of years now you're sort of doing your own YouTube channel and that thing sort of ramped up a little bit over say the last five or six years
1: yeah well, to be honest mate I only really started this the start of this season and um, last year like going through that whole COVID period there's a lot of negativity going around about the Warriors particularly online and I used to try and filter it out and um, counter it a bit no bugger it I'm going to set up this That's new hard. oh mate I tell <laughs> you I I'll set up this persona and I'm going to be, be the, the flag flyer for positive balance Warriors um, passionate supporters and uh, sort of let, launched it at a perfect time this year with the boys going so well. So it's nice to sort of get into it. And the, the fun thing I like about it is you watch a game on game day. Where you, I've walked out of games at halftime and had to go and you know, cut down trees. I've been so f- oh, excuse me so <laughs> so stressed. Um, but then you know you go back and watch it a second time after the game to do your analysis for the YouTube. You see things you don't see live. And you get a real appreciation for the little of arts. That you, you know, you might be critical of the player until you really watch them. Mm. So that's been the most fun thing for me. And that is sort of, you know, just providing that positive uh, vibe out there for everyone. Yeah,
2: love it. Love it, mate. Mate. Do you want to say something, Kebby?
3: Well, if you let me. Um, <laughs> you know, like, you've, you've obviously been putting up with this, you know, negativity over the last three years. Some of it has been warranted, let's be honest. But what has it been like Jumping back on the bandwagon this year and seeing everyone else that has been those, I guess, negative, and I'm one of them, negative profilers jumping on with you.
1: See, the thing is, like, you were critical, but I don't think you were being negative. You are doing it from the heart, and you are doing it from a relative place of experience and knowledge and things you genuinely believed would make the club better. What I had frustration at is people who get absolutely aggressive and personal about the players who are humans, mate. Sure, they get getting paid good money, but you know that doesn't mean that they're our property. So they, they were the ones I was trying to counter, and um, yeah, I was critical. There were things last year I didn't understand and still don't understand yep. related to the lodge issue and those yes. sort of things. But um, I feel what I'm happiest now is that quite the um, Cameron George and that have stepped back and let the, the coaches become the face of the club. And for me, that's just, as a fan, it's what I want.
2: Yeah, no, I totally agree. All right, boys, so I'm going to put you to the test, uh, Zane. If you, I'm going to say, so I've got five questions. I'm going to say if you get three out of five, we'll, uh, we'll hook you up with a bonus bet. If uh, Kimby beats you, then he'll give you $50 from his own TRB account. How does that sound, Kimby? Well, yeah, I'm always, <laughs> I've always been stitched up by Sammy, so
3: no, he likes to take, he just doesn't like giving.
2: Okay, so here we go. Uh, so I'll bounce forward uh, across who gets to go first. So, uh Question number one, uh, who has scored, to put your thing caps on for, who has scored the most tries, the most tries for the Broncos in a single match? Now he scored five tries in a single match for the Broncos. Kempi, I'll let you go first on this one.
1: Oh, I'm going to say Willie Kahn. Same. It's not Willie Kahn, I can see his face, mate. He's that um, the guy they tried to put into second row a couple of seasons ago. What the hell's his name? Ugh. Mate, I can't think. No, I've got can Willie
2: Kahn. I'll give you a hint, uh, he wore the headgear.
1: Oh, um, the Pearl Steve Renouf
2: well done so I give that to Zane no no the Pearl, <laughs> the pearl come <laughs> on
3: everyone Mate, knows who the Pearl is who, who <laughs> <Ellery> Hanley
2: <laughs> I'll call it a tie for question one okay I'll call it a tie uh, question number two we'll start with you Zane who was the highest kept Kiwi playing for the Broncos he played 285 games for the Broncos Kiwi
3: man
1: oh, I can see his face too um, Glenn Glenn Alex Kempi
3: yeah, Alex Glenn. Zane's
2: correct, Alex Glenn, and he went first, so I'll give it to him. So he's Woo-hoo! up 1-0. Kempe, it's back to you now. It's back to good you.
3: North, good, in, good North Shore boy.
2: In 20, now, here's a good one. In 2013, Kempe won't get this one, don't worry. In 2013, the Warriors beat the Broncos 56-18, right? The most, that's the biggest, uh, most points we've ever scored against the Broncos. Manu Vatavai scored a double as well as three others. Can you name one of the other three that scored a double when we beat them 56 points to 18 in
3: 2013? Oh, okay. No, I can't. Well, I'm going to go uh, James Maloney. Zane, you want to have a crack? double. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Joe, stop it, Joseph.
1: <laughs> no, I'm, thinking, I'm trying to think of it. Was it Wade McKinney? No.
2: I'm going to say Glenn Fisciahi, Conrad Harrell, and Thomas Lillewy. All double
3: Thomas all try scores. Yeah, so uh,
2: Zane's still at 1-0. Uh Back to Zane as well. He gets a chance to go 2-0 up here, Kempi. Who has scored the most points against the Broncos in Warriors history?
1: Oh, I have to say Stacey.
2: Kempe, sticking with Sean it? Sean Johnson. kempi has got one back on you, Zane. <laughs> He's Sean. So here we go. Here's the deciding question. This one's hard as well. This one's hard as well. There is a man who played for both the Broncos and the Warriors. He was a part of the 2011 Warriors team that went on to play in the grand final. Didn't play in the grand final himself. Also has the record for most tries across the two teams head-to-head.
3: Uh, Can Dean, you name who Dean it is? Dean
2: and Kemp. Dean and Kemp, that's yeah. what Zane's going with. Kempy.
3: Uh, it was a centre. He went up and played for up in England. Oh, his name's not Dean and Kemp, and I can't remember his name. Um,
1: I don't think if you can't give an answer, I think i win by default. Oh, but, but I, I, can oh. I can see his face. I can see his face. That's me too. Do you too, know what?
2: <laughs> I think I am by default going to give that to Zane Kimby because you can't just say a guy played up north and expect to get the point. So uh, <laughs> I'll give it to Zane. Sean Berrigan. Yes, Never Sean know, Berrigan, mate. Is that who you're thinking? That's all I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. me too. I, pur- I purposely made it difficult uh, for you both, but uh, Zane, mate, it's awesome to see you down here. It's great that you've come up for it as well. Based down in Wellington, uh, what are you? Yeah, up. You came up today. You're flying out Sunday, I presume.
1: Uh no, mate, drove up all the way. Yep, mate, he's yeah. from upper hut, yeah. mate. upper hut. mate. The You'd Tigers. Upper Hut. Upper hut. You can I know. Oh, I can't Adrian confuse Shelf those two. Adrian Shelf, Mike Edwards.
3: Yeah, yeah mate. Uru, all the boys. Uru, that's
1: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mate. No, the no, drove up. How many times
3: did Randall beat them?
1: I don't think they ever did, did they? All the time. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All
2: the time. Awesome. Hey, just quickly, now, uh, your favourite Warriors Broncos memory uh, in history? Anything stick out to you?
1: Mate, that'd have to be the first game, surely. Mate, uh, I, I, was, I was at the, the Totra Lodge in Upper Hut there, you know, for, for, yeah. for, for a large part of Does that Fliss game. Does
3: Fliss still own that place? Oh, mate, I've
1: got no idea, mate. I'm, I'm living in Paraparumu these days. But yeah, mate, I'm I sitting there thinking we had that for a while. The bloody Broncos, mate. How many times have they done that? For over the <laughs> year? Yeah, that's, it's a happy memory, but, you know, I was all in from that night.
2: Yeah, nice stuff. Well, appreciate you coming on, Zane. Thanks, guys. Uh, enjoy the game tomorrow night, mate. Cheers, uh, boys. We'll, we'll catch up a bit later on. Uh, just before we get to the break, we're going to go through our number two moment of our top five. So, our number five was Sean Johnson's try in 2011. Our number four was the Campion Webkey fight. Our number three was the first win against the Broncos in 01. And this one, a fan favourite, everyone remembers it, is our number two.
5: Now they come. gets it away now it's gone back oh. <laughs> they're playing basketball they're playing
7: basketball
5: oh this is rubbing self into injury killer the youngster number 15 has scored salva Wiener, he's through a pass the like of which I haven't seen this is fantastic that's well, great to watch isn't it
2: oh yeah Rab's at his absolute best as well can't be that I mean Everyone we've talked to keeps bringing that one up. Whether it was Talas, whether it was Brent Tate, whether it was Campo, or uh, or even Arwin Offier. I mean, that that epitomised to me, and that's why it's number two. It epitomised to me that era of
3: Warriors rugby league. We were sitting in the in the stand, me and Ando. Of course, back in those days, you had to sit in amongst the fans. Yeah. So me and him have got walkie talkies, and we're talking to the players. And I remember we were just on absolute fire that day, and the crowd looked like it was a Warriors crowd. There were that many Kiwis in there. And when that try happened, honestly, we looked at each other because we knew it was coming. We just knew that there's something special coming. Mm. And that, that try, which has been played over and over again, it sort of um, epitomises what that team was about when yep. they got some belief. And like I was saying to Arwen, I think that first time we ever beat them, like there was such a, a big push that week on, you know, we haven't beaten them before, you know, like this is our opportunity, we've got the team to do that. They went out and won that. I'd say that it was probably the most, this Brisbane game was probably the most defining time of the Warriors because they then went, mate, we're actually here. Yeah. We've arrived. No. I t- know, so yep. um, yeah, I, I watched that one. I, I listened to it. I just get goosebumps, mate, because I remember sitting there with Ando going, well, we knew it was going to happen.
2: Yeah, no, fantastic play. We might see a little bit of it tomorrow night, maybe. We'll wait and see. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Kempy and I, uh, thanks to Charlie, who texted her on Wednesday on Running It Straight, we're going to run through our Inform 17 of the competition, and we'll round out our show just before 5 o'clock with our number one Warriors Broncos moment in history. Stick with us here on Running It Straight. Thanks to South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. Yeah, welcome back in. Running it straight—a two-hour special here at uh, Three Wise Birds Portside Bar. It's a great location. Building up towards Broncos v Warriors at McLean Park tomorrow night. It's going to be an absolute cracker. Now we got tasked on Wednesday from a listener, Charlie, to come up with our inform 17 of 2023. And I like I like the inform part, Kimby, because you're not just going to put guys in there because they're superstars. We're talking about guys that are legitimately legitimately playing the best rugby league. In 2017. Now, I know you've looked over my shoulder a number of times. You've copied what I've got. Stop it. Let's start uh, with the fullback. Who have you got in the number one jersey?
3: Well, there's only one fullback in the competition at the moment, and and he's playing in the centres for New South Wales this weekend. You know who that big boy is. Latrell Mitchell.
2: Okay, I've got Dylan Edwards. I've got Dylan Edwards as the number one fullback at the moment. He leads the common metres.
3: He's actually number four. The number four? Well, you've got to disc. You've got the nah, disc. So you're, you you're
2: not picking on you're not picking pick- on for, you're I picking on name. You're picking on name. No, I'm not. i You're saying he's the number one fullback in this this year?
3: No, I'm not. Better than Dylan Edwards? No, I'm not. Did, did you not hear me? I'm saying little L- Tommy. You're Mitchell saying he's L- better than Dylan Edwards. Well, T- Tommy um, Trajovic. Did you ask me? I I see little. Right, L- here you go. So
2: he's going to try I'm going to Dylan Edwards. Right. Give me your two wingers.
3: Well, I'm going uh, Selwyn Cobbe. Yes. Yep. And the other one I'm going is Brian Toor. I could see Brian Toor. I've gone Alex Johnson.
2: Um, I and think and th- Alex Johnson I, I don't think there's been genuine... Like outstanding wingers this year, I think no. they've all done their job well and they're scoring tries. But I, so I think you can interchange a couple. Like talo yep. you could probably put in there as he well. He was
3: my third choice. Yep.
2: So there you go. Uh, in the centres,
3: Campbell Graham yes. and Stephen Crane.
2: Yep. We we tick a box there. Campbell Graham is the best centre in the competition at the moment, in my mind. The uh, six and seven should be pretty straightforward as well.
3: Well, I've got Nathan Cleary for number seven, yep. but I've got Cody Walker nice. for number six.
2: Okay. I've gone Cam Munster, and just of course you have. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's playing solid football. He, he's not. But he's not. not the, he's not the form six. Well, wow, I'd put him up. I'd put him close. I'd put him Cody close. Cody
3: Walker is the form six.
2: Uh, yeah. I guess you can make an argument for both. Okay, give me your front rowers.
3: Uh, Payne Haas. Yes, and sir. And Aidan Fanua Blake.
2: Yep. You have been looking over my shoulder. I have
3: not. <laughs> <laughs> I have not. What about your, uh, your hooker? Uh, well, my hooker is Damien Cook.
5: Really? And he's 100%. not even an
3: origin? No. I, and, I, and I question that with Brandy. I question that with anyone that wanted to talk and say, how can you leave Damien Cook out? He's been the form hooker of the competition this year for South Sydney. And they've left them out.
2: I can see Izzy Daggs just wrote you a message saying, can you two stop complaining? I do feel like I'm sitting next to my wife. Um, who are your second rollers? My second rowers... I had Harry Grant, by the way, as hooker at the moment. Well,
3: you could yeah. throw Harry Grant yeah. in there. I'd never gonna, I was never going to throw Hunt in there. Um, yeah. Uh, second round, going David Fafita yes, I think he's sir. having a standout season Obviously yep. starting in, in the uh, Maroons on Wednesday night And Khalees Kafusi Okay interesting
2: I've got Ola Kawatu Because I think he is having a great 23 And amongst a t- side that's not doing very well that your That's your, your favourite 13? side Manly
3: And you're 13 oh, I've gone to Harris I've gone Isaiah Yo, Give me your bench quickly my bench. I've gone Dylan Walker. Best 14 in the competition. Marata Nukore. I think you need to play in the middle. Pat Carrigan and Joe Tarpany.
2: I've gone Walker, Flegler, Carrigan and Hines.
3: My team smokes your team. I
2: disagree. Okay, quickly, really, really quick. We've got 30 seconds. I'll quickly go through mine. I've got Edwards, uh, Alex Johnson, Stephen Crichton, Campbell Graham, Selwyn Cobo, Cam Munster, Nathan Cleary, Adam Fanua Blake, Harry Grant, Payne Haas, David Fafita, Ola Kawatu, Isaiah Yo, Dylan Walker, Tommy Fleglick, Paddy Kerrigan and Nico Hines. Your th- 17 quickly. Well,
3: I've gone the big boy at the back for South Sydney. Selwyn Cobo, Campbell Graham, Stephen Crichton, Brian Tor, Cody Walker, Nathan Cleary, Payne Haas, Adam Fanua Blake with Damian Cook, David Fafita, Felice Kalfusi, Tor Harris on the back, Dylan Walker. Murata, Nua Pat Kerrigan and Joe Tuppen. OK,
2: text us through double eight double three. Who do you think wins that contest and that competition? Okay. We're going to take, take a break. We're going to take a break come back with more after this. We are wrapping up here from Three Wise Birds, Portside Bar and Napier. Warriors, Broncos tomorrow night live from McLean Park. We've got build-up from 6pm, kickoff at 7.30. Kempi, it's been a great show t- chatting with some legends.
3: Uh, absolutely. You reckon, I'll get a, you reckon I'll get on the field if I keep this juice in?
2: Take the price tag off and you might get on there. I understand (laughs) your your wife's uh, watching it as well. And I just want to ask, is he like this at home? Is he always arguing and always, you know, (laughs) being a pain? Look, we've got to count down our top five moments in Warriors uh, Broncos history. We've gone through some absolute clangers over the years. There's been some great rivalries. We expect nothing less tomorrow night as well. But as we say goodbye to you this afternoon and hand over to the run home, there really is only one moment, isn't there, that sticks out as the greatest moment between these two sides. And for that, we take you back. To 1995.
0: So the Warriors now with Alexander.
5: Calling the tune! Taiwan! Taiwan! Henderson! Oh, great ball! Blake! Phil Blake! He gets the try! But Taiwan!